Hello and welcome to FinShots Daily. In today's episode, we discuss the bombshell report outlining Uber's past sins. Before we start today's episode, we have a quick announcement from the team at FinShots. We have recently launched a new endeavor called Ditto Insurance to help people purchase health and life insurance for themselves and their families. Ditto comes with a spam-free guarantee and we answer your queries free of cost, even if you don't buy insurance from us. So head over to Ditto Insurance now for unbiased personalized insurance advice. The link is in the description below. You always kept hearing whispers about Uber, how they use subversive tactics to become a ride-sharing behemoth and how they consistently broke rules and regulations to have a leg up on their competitors. Until now, there hasn't been any substantial evidence to back most of these allegations. But that changed on Monday when global media broke the most incredible story, Uber files. If you haven't been keeping up with the news of late, well here's what happened. A former Uber employee, Mark McGann, leaked over 1,24,000 confidential documents including texts, emails, invoices and presentations to The Guardian, a publication based out of the UK. And The Guardian, in collaboration with journalists from around 40 media companies spread across 29 countries, has laid bare the chaos inside Uber's meteoric rise. And what did they find? Well, mostly not so nice things. Let's start with civil disobedience. In 2016, as Uber began expanding across France, licensed taxi drivers, the old guard, took the streets to protest against tax-hailing apps. Unfortunately, the protests took a violent turn and people got hurt in the process. And you would think that Uber would be upset about all of this, but the violence was exactly what its founder and former CEO, Travis Kalanick, wanted. In fact, he felt that the threat of violence against Uber could be used to drum up support for the company instead and even said violence guarantees success. Elsewhere, Uber also deployed what is called a kill switch. Yes, a kill switch. You see this was a company that routinely broke local laws and the executives knew very well that they were under increasing government scrutiny across the globe and with such intense scrutiny came a different kind of pressure. Pressure of surprise raids. So in a bid to protect themselves from these exigencies they deployed a kill switch here's how it worked imagine government officials wanted to turn the uber office upside down to find incriminating evidence on such occasions the natural course of action would be to cooperate but what if you blocked access to all information and servers with the flip of a central switch in which case the authorities would have to reach out to the central office for more information then uber would have enough time to stonewall authorities and figure out a strategy for cooperation maybe even hide evidence and it seems that uber's then ceo personally ordered the use of a kill switch in 13 different instances at least including india amsterdam montreal hong kong and paris the indian reference in particular comes from confidential emails dated feb 10 2015 months after the horrific uber rape incident in new delhi And while you may think that this is bad in itself, let us also remind you that the company tried to pin the blame on India's licensing regime as opposed to taking more accountability. Then there's stuff that looks like it's straight out from a spy movie, smoke screens known as grey ball. As we already noted, regulators were always out to get Uber, and this became an increasingly expensive affair. Every time the police caught an unlicensed driver, Uber lost money. and every time an official gathered evidence against uber it delayed progress so they designed something ingenious 
They used information from the app to shortlist probable regulators. They honed in on location data and picked out people operating in and around police stations, for instance. Once through with this scheme, they showed these users a fake version of the app that only had phantom drivers. These were just black dots moving around the city, but they weren't real. So if you booked a cab using this fake app, your driver would never arrive. In other cases, they would cordon off entire areas to show everyone there's a fake view of the app if they suspected regulatory action. They even paid economists to publish favorable reports. One egregious example comes from the French economist Landier, who was paid a whopping 100,000 euros in exchange for publishing an academic paper. In the study, The Economist has its co-authors conclude that Uber created new jobs, offered decent payouts to driver partners and had become an agent in battling unemployment in the country. The study was then quoted in multiple news reports in France and Uber used this study to lobby against a regulatory clampdown. And finally, remember the whistleblower McCann? Well, he was a lobbyist at Uber and his job was to lobby the political top brass to introduce regulations favourable to Uber. Now, more often than not, politicians are expected to disclose private meetings with multiple national corporations like Uber. But when you realise Uber officials had 12 undisclosed meetings with representatives of the European Union, you have to raise some eyebrows, right? In any case, Uber, for its part, isn't making any excuses. They have said and we quote, We have not and will not make excuses for past behaviour that is clearly not in line with our present values. Instead, we ask the public to judge us by what we have done over the last five years and what we will do in the years to come. Unquote. So yes, maybe Uber has turned a new corner, but that won't stop people from scrutinizing everything the company does from here on in. Breaking things and moving fast does have its consequences, it seems. Thank you for listening to today's episode. FinShots Daily is available on a bunch of streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Until next time.